It's coming back this summer. Dominion Camp Meeting at World Harvest Church. Well, if we had known that, if we'd looked into that a few years ago, we wouldn't have fallen off our spiritual horse when we found out that the very next step then was into a greater manifestation of the Word. Now, I feel like today I'm in a pregame briefing of the ages, and I'm about to give you your instructions before you march out on the gridiron of the final conflict of the human family. Dr. Rod Parsley invites you to attend the event of the summer as we celebrate 35 years of America's camp meeting July 1st through the 3rd. I want to find somebody that the devils said I've got him because I want to be standing ringside when God jerks him out of the devil's hand and begins to exalt him above measure. Now's the time to mark your calendars and tell everyone you know. Dominion Camp Meeting 35 is here, July 1st through the 3rd. I want to introduce to you the Tasha Cobbs Leonard Scholarship. Somebody give it up! The Tasha Cobbs Leonard Scholarship is a 100% covered scholarship for your first year of tuition. That is such a blessing, and I'm so excited that this will be going to someone well-deserved for this scholarship. that his soul was not abandoned in Hades, huh? nor did his flesh there see corruption. He wasn't there to suffer, but to shake the very corridors of hell itself with a titanic shift in spiritual power and authority on the earth made only hours prior on the cross. Welcome, welcome to this very, very, very special broadcast of your breakthrough. 30 minutes that I believe will refocus prayerfully forever how you view the sacrifice made on that cruel, callous, biting beam called Calvary. On that fateful day, the streets of Jerusalem were crowded. The throngs had come to celebrate the great Passover feast, but they were blind to the actual reality that the ultimate Passover lamb was shedding his precious sinless blood on a hill called Golgotha, the place of the skull. Well, our Canaan king was about to ride that great chariot through the corridors of the doomed and the damned. That fallen angel Satan himself was about to be toppled from his false pedestal of dust and rust and deceit. He was about to have to surrender the keys of death, of hell, and the grave. But not just yet. As the skies darkened, as the thunder rolled across the landscape, your Passover lamb and mine took his last earthly breath. At that very moment, our merciless enemy falsely believed that he had the valiant captain of souls hopelessly, eternally confined in a dark and inescapable prison. Well, as that stone sealed the Son of God away in that borrowed tomb, 
The party began in the depths and the corridors of hell. Demons gleefully clapped their fettered hands together. Satan had waited, he had planned, he had schemed for this day. Finally, the Prince of God exhaled that last breath and he was dead. There was that moment when God was dead. Humanity would be captive forever. Fellowship with God himself was lost. The redeeming price would never be paid. Once the blood on the lintel and the doorpost meant victory over sin, now there would be no more grace. Satan thought he had won. But what the last six torturous days in Jerusalem, what of those? Hadn't Jesus carried out the work of redemption? He fulfilled every prophecy, we know that. The heroic, the Herculean work of redeeming, lost, dying, depressed, depraved humanity was done. Jesus indeed valiantly lifted his blood-soaked head, took one final breath, and with it proclaimed it is finished. To tell us much more than one English word renders, it is finished. It was a declaration that everything had been accomplished. Nothing was lacking. Everything had been supplied. The breach had been healed and the debt was finally paid in full and satisfied. So allow me to ask the question, if this was true, why would the darkened region of the underworld be celebrating? Well, the answer lies in that it was only Friday. Saturday was yet to come. Sunday ah, was on its way. Once Friday became Saturday, the enemies of the Lord Jesus were on heightened awareness, heightened alert. They remembered the words of the great Galilean. He had told them over and over and over that he must go to Jerusalem and that there he would be tried by the chief priests and the Romans and he would be put to death but he would also be raised to life again on the third day. And that's why they demanded that four Roman soldiers guard that tomb until the third day. Well, hell was a witness to what happened on the top of Golgotha's craggy hillside where the furious love of Almighty God intersected with your and my broken and shattered hearts. We've looked in on the Sabbath Saturday, the frightened disciples hidden away, afraid, afraid, terrified really of what would come next. Roman soldiers have sealed the tomb 
with a wax seal, the commands of kings, high priests, and a ragtag crowd have all been heard. But what are the words of God Almighty? The events that come that Passover weekend would change everything forever. They would fulfill God's perfect plan of making Passover available to all of us. The feast is one of three commanded feasts, three times a year, where God declares that you and I must appear before him in his presence on our own. And that's why the streets of Jerusalem were overflowing with witnesses from everywhere. If they didn't recognize the significance of what was about to happen that Passover weekend, they were at least obedient to God's commands. They knew Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, which gave us God's instruction. Do not come before me empty-handed. If they were to obey the old covenant, how much more should you and I, as the recipients of the glory that was about to be revealed, be obedient to God's commands? We, we've been given an unspeakable gift. I remember it every single morning, including today, as I receive Holy Communion the first thing every morning. That unspeakable gift, the Lord Jesus Christ paid the full redemptive price for our salvation, for our deliverance, for our healing, for our protection, for our provision. And now we are commanded to come before a holy and righteous God with an offering in our hand that represents a portion of our life in response to God's unspeakable gift. And I believe that's why the revelation that God deposited in my heart of a resurrection seed was given to me in such specificity, so very clearly, God spoke. Each week, he said, you come with a tithe. 10% of your weekly increase. But he said, this one time every year, I want you to honor that I, God, gave my very best as a sacrifice for you. And so a resurrection seed of an entire week's increase. That's what God spoke to me. And then he finished it by saying, and just see, what I will do. Well, hundreds, hundreds of thousands around the world have had this opportunity, this one time every year to sow their seeds. And they've experienced resurrection, miracles of salvation, of the restoration of their families, financial breakthroughs, more than I could ever share with you today. But right now, you, not someone else, you have the opportunity to sow into that same fertile 
miracle soil. My family and I have sown, and we can attest to the mighty power that is available by sowing a resurrection seed by faith. For you, it could be that original vision to sow the equivalent of one week's increase, or it could be one day's increase. For many, I believe more than ever this year, more than ever, we will see folks sow seeds of $1,000 or more. I've commissioned a very, very special, one-of-a-kind wooden cross. It's for you to display in your home, in your business. It's handcrafted from some of the finest Amish craftsmen in the world. It's absolutely the highest quality available. I want you to call now with your uncommon seed or just log on at rodparsley.com and you can sow one week's increase, $50, $100, but your resurrection miracle is on its way. This week is one of three times a year when all are commanded by God to appear before Him with an offering in your hand. Passover is your appointment for the supernatural. It's the season when Jesus performed more miracles than at any other time. Honor God's greatest gift with your very best gift. Sow a Passover seed of $100 or more and discover the power of our Lord's resurrection with the faith-building three-message set, Time to Live Again, plus an additional bonus DVD, Time to Live Again, Words to Live By. Dr. Parsley reading 52 of his favorite verses with matching scripture cards beautifully encased in a custom-made wooden box. You'll also receive Dr. Parsley's new book, The Power of Double. This easy-to-read text will illuminate how and why God prepared this season of double for you. For every commanded Passover seed of $1,000 or more, Dr. Parsley has reserved for you a very special gift, a beautiful artisan quality, stunning wooden cross, inspired by the one in his own home. And he wants everyone to be blessed by his new book when you sow your very best seed. Don't delay, Passover ends Saturday at sundown. Let me give you some words from the Apostles' Creed. I believe in Jesus Christ. I dare you wherever you are right now to say it. I believe in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried, and descended into hell. That's the Apostles' Creed. We don't understand much about creeds. Believers in the Lord Jesus Christ have recited that for centuries. In fact, they never gathered together unless they recited the Apostles' Creed. It was created to remind the faithful of the fundamental basic doctrines of the faith. My great God, how we need those back in the church. In the ancient world, 
when the vast majority of converts to Christianity were illiterate. They had no access to a Bible, especially one in their own language. The creeds of the church were recited every time they got together, be it in a house or in the marketplace or in a synagogue. Wherever they would gather, they would recite the Apostles' Creed from memory. It was a guide for doctrine, a guide for truth, a guide for protection from doctrinal error and ravening wolves preaching false doctrine. Woo! In the original Latin, it said this way, he descended into hell. Another question. Did Jesus' spirit plummet into the darkened, cavernous underworld of the regions of the doomed and the damned souls in hell while his body lay still in that tomb? Listen to me. John Calvin was in agreement with Thomas Aquinas that Jesus descended into hell prior to his resurrection. The great reformer Martin Luther in the first pulpit that was ever built on German soil plainly stated that Christ descended into hell. Charles Spurgeon further clarified the subject saying, I think that Jesus Christ went into the world of the separated spirits. Psalm 1610, the sweet psalmist of Israel, David writes, for you will not leave my soul. Now this is a prophetic announcement concerning Jesus on Saturday. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, hell, translated in most of your Bibles, nor will you suffer your godly one to see corruptions. Let me give you two things from this. So Jesus would, of necessity, had to enter Sheol so that he could not be left there. Does that make sense? So he had, he had to go there lest he could not have been endangered to be left there. And the Father, look at the last part of the verse, the Father would not allow his body to undergo corruption or decay. Are you ready? In Jewish law, death and decay of a body began on the fourth day. So if he's not going to see corruption, if he's not going to allow his body to see decay, he would have to get up from the dead before the fourth day. Either the first day, the second day, the third day. Now Peter quotes David as proof of what I'm telling you in the New Testament in Acts 29. He would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He foresaw this and spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not abandoned to hell nor did his flesh see corruption. Here's another clue. The thief on the cross 
he looks over at Jesus and he says, remember me when you come into your glory, into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, what did he say? He said, truly I tell you, today you will be with me, where? In paradise. Well, today we're diving right in. We're taking a very, very close look into God's Word so that we can see what actually transpired during that holy time between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we know where our Lord's body lay. There was a massive stone barricade at the entrance to that borrowed tomb. But where was he? Well, for me, the answer lies in part in the great apostles' creed. So listen closely to these very revealing words. Here's what the apostles' creed has to say. I believe in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, buried, descended into hell. To descend into hell was our Savior's solitary mission that silent Saturday. That portion of the Apostles' Creed remains by far one of the most controversial great creeds of the Christian church. I only have a moment to point out that your English Bible translates both Sheol and Hades as hell. Hades is described in Revelation 20 as a temporary place of torment, not Sheol, the lake of fire. Our Lord's own words describe these two as being separated by a great gulf. He first descended into the lower parts and then ascended up on high. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men on that silent Saturday. Your Bible, Colossians chapter let me get over there. Verse 15 says this concerning Jesus. Having disarmed and dethroned, <laughs> I love that. Having disarmed and dethroned authorities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in his cross. He made a public display of every devil, every demon of darkness, displaying his absolute mastery in a spectacular demonstration of overwhelming authority and power. He had that authority and he used it for you and for me. Now, over in the book of Acts, of course, we read that his soul was not abandoned in Hades, nor did his flesh there see corruption. He wasn't there to suffer, but to shake the very corridors of hell itself with a titanic shift in spiritual power and authority on the earth 
made only hours prior on the cross. Satan had fallen into God's trap. Those in the darkness, those in the demonic recesses were the very first to hear about it, the first to bear witness of the transference of the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Jesus now held those keys and humanity would forever be granted shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking. I'm about to jump up and shout. Jesus' blood covered it all. Every sickness, every infirmity, every disease, every affliction, every sin, all the forces of darkness had been defeated. The price to Telestai, it is finished, had been paid in full. Now, our Lord Jesus truly paid it all. All to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain. The old song said he washed it white as snow. This is the season. This is it for you and I to celebrate unlike any other season of the year. God's ultimate plan was fulfilled. Jesus was God's harvest. Think about this now. The Lord Jesus was God's harvest in seed form. God sowed his son and he reaped the Christian family. So today, I want you to do what so many thousands, hundreds of thousands have done and been blessed. So your praise-filled resurrection seed in obedience to God's word, which very plainly says, at this time every year, come before the Lord and do not come empty-handed. You see, your seed is simply a conduit for your harvest. For nearly four decades now, the miracle of that revelation that God gave me of the resurrection seed has produced a harvest of great hope, of salvation, of financial breakthroughs, of physical healings, Call now, show your very best resurrection seat, or just go to rodparsley.com. This week is one of three times a year when all are commanded by God to appear before Him with an offering in your hand. Passover is your appointment for the supernatural. It's the season when Jesus performed more miracles than at any other time. Honor God's greatest gift with your very best gift. Sow a Passover seed of $100 or more and discover the power of our Lord's resurrection with the faith-building three-message set, Time to Live Again, plus an additional bonus DVD, Time to Live Again, Words to Live By. Dr. Parsley reading 52 of his favorite verses with matching scripture cards beautifully encased in a custom-made wooden box. You'll also receive Dr. Parsley's new book, The Power of Double. This easy-to-read text will illuminate how and why God prepared this season of double for you. For every commanded Passover seat of $1,000 or more, Dr. Parsley has reserved for you a very special gift, a beautiful artisan-quality stunning wooden cross, inspired by the one in his own home. 
and he wants everyone to be blessed by his new book, When You Sow Your Very Best Seed. Don't delay. Passover ends Saturday at sundown.